Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series. I'm Carrie Murphy, and it is a joy and an honor to be here with all of you. Welcome to our sacred circle and our unity community. Uh, I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world on this powerful 1111 gateway to help me welcome channel temple alchemist healer and portal guardian Karila Anhara is here. We're going to talk about ascension uh, and the great tiredness wound. So if you feel drained or depleted, you're in the right place at the right time. We're going to talk about that because we want to become conscious of any patterns that are perpetuating these cycles. So you have the opportunity to feel alive and inspired and revived as you move forward on your ascension journey. Uh, so welcome home, beautiful souls. It's 11 a.m. Pacific on 11.11. Uh, what a powerful portal and opportunity to come together. Uh, know that this is your safe haven. It is a sacred space and a soulful sanctuary. It's also a healing oasis for you to feel like you're at home with soul family. And it's my greatest intention that you feel an unwavering sense of peace, acceptance, safety, belonging, and oneness here. The energies and the qualities of cooperation, collaboration, compassion, and kindness always flowing here so that we support one another in being what I've been saying lately, uh, vibrationally victorious as the triumphant transition team that we're here to be in creating new earth. Uh, so may today's journey with myself and with Karila illuminate and ignite unique cosmic gifts and stellar treasures for you. So now just sit back and relax, breathe, open, and receive. We are very grateful that you found your way here today. And now, as always, I have to ask my favorite question. What is the best that could happen here today on 1111? Uh, please set a clear, empowered, personal intention for what you wish to experience. Uh, my intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into healing, harmonization, and purification for all of us gathered here. You can write in if you'd like to and just kind of let us know how you're feeling. I'll check in in the webcast uh, and we'd love to hear from you. And now let me tell you about Karila. She is a channel, a temple alchemist healer, and a portal guardian. Through her company, Starlight Temple, she runs courses, ceremonies, and like, I mean, land work, travel adventures, and service to the ascension of Gaia and the empowerment of humanity during this great time of change. She is blessed to be a channel for many different guides and lineages, and she teaches and holds ceremonies in many different parts of the world. And today we're talking about ascension and the great tiredness wound. We'll talk about shadow work, how that can change your life. If you're tired of feeling tired, we're going to talk about the spiritual reasons why you may be feeling tired and how we can change that. I want you to feel alive again. Um, also, this whole ascension journey, it can require a lot of energy. So when we heal this tiredness wound, you know, we can really step forward um, into our ascension journey with more just vitality and aliveness. So um, tiredness is a message that says that you're not in alignment. So we're going to get into that. We want to get back into alignment and not waste our energy on that 
which isn't, um, you know, in our highest timeline potentials. You know, we want to feel excited and delighted about what we're doing. So um, I'm very excited to introduce all of you to Karila. Uh, so please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Karila as I welcome her to our beautiful community. So hi, my dear. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me and happy 11-11 to everybody. I have to say <laughs> this is this is the most beautiful energy of any podcast or interview. It's so beautiful to be in this energy, oh, especially I'm on this so day. glad you so feel it. <laughs> and your energy is so lovely and beautiful and I was drawn to you and I'm so excited just to honor you and, and the work that you're doing in the world and you know, I know that, well, we'll talk about ceremony, but the word ceremony just came up um, because I know that's so important to you. Mm. And we'll get into that and uh, tiredness and, and all of these things. <laughs> but, uh, Karila, you know, you are a channel. <laughs> mm. That's a big part of who you are and what you do. Um, let's start there. When did you begin channeling and who first came through? So... I, you know, channeling is actually a, a word that describes many things. And I was channeling before I knew what channeling was. Because I was doing healings and giving people messages. Um, but I don't think I had the vocab vocabulary of channeling to describe it as channeling. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started to meet uh, other channels. And... Um, I really wanted to learn what they were doing, you know, especially uh, there's a channel called Solara and Ra, who is a direct voice channel. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and at the time, she wasn't teaching channeling. And I was begging her to, to show me how to channel. And, and she was just like, I just am not called to be teaching it. And then... Um, she recommended a book called Opening to Channel. And I, I remember that book. That book, yeah. And uh -huh. um, I ordered the book, and before the book arrived, I was channeling. It was like all I needed to do was <laughs> say yes. permission, yeah. Uh -huh. um, and uh, channeling is at the heart of my path. I, I, I love channeling. I love teaching mm -hmm. people to channel. I nearly everything I do is is channeled, and so I mm -hmm. I would say it really is at the heart of of my path and what I'm doing. Um, That's so and, interesting. Like when you ordered that book, and we were talking about it was one day this week with one of my speakers, you know, <laughs> offering that sacred yes, like yeah. yes. That was, oh, I never remember the, the lady who wrote that book. It was Sanaya Roman. Yeah, and That's somebody right? else. I think it was written by two people, maybe one person and a guide. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there were two names on it. I remember that. I don't think I have actually gosh. read much of that book, but it was yeah. my yes book. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that from a long time ago, too. But, uh, well, I'm so grateful that you're here to share, you know, just what you're doing. And, you know, as I said, I, the word ceremony, when I think of you, comes up because this is a big part of you and your work. Um, 
describe uh, the significance of creating a ceremony um, in your life, in your ascension journey. So ceremony has been an a incredible part of, of my personal ascension journey. And, and if anything, I would be bold enough to say that from my point of view, our ascension journey is a journey of going from living the story to living the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and that to me that is the difference between being three D or five D. It is it is you know the next golden age. My guide say a golden age is an age that is ceremonial. It's an age where you are in ceremony with mm-hmm. life, the cosmos, self your soul and so and and ceremony is um you know there's many different forms of ceremony there's many different um types of ceremony but to me ceremony is just about it's about being active in the divine conversation it's about mm-hmm. creating my guide said recently they said that the divine conversation the divine part is the listening. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. when you're listening, that's that's your divine happening. And ceremony is always a way into listening to whatever is happening, to whatever mm-hmm. is, whatever you're creating to, to. Right. It's being so present. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's this sacred presence in each moment mm. where, life becomes a moment-to-moment ceremony, Mm. you know, and it's like a sacred connection with the divine and a celebration. And, um, but like you said, there are different forms of ceremony and, you know, your company is called Starlight Temple. I love that. Mm. I I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, (laughs) um, Starlight. There's, I don't know. There's something about that word I just love. But anyway, so as a temple alchemist healer, um, Mm. what does that mean to you? So So temple alchemy is a type of healing. It is a channeled type of healing that my guides gave to me a few years ago, several, many years ago now, um, that is specifically for healing the healing the shadows so for helping people move through and illuminate the 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 shadows essentially and alchemy is you know temple alchemy is a healing modality that works with sacred geometry and channel transmission but alchemy itself to me Alchemy is is what this planet is all about. So yeah. alchemy is the magic that is in the soil of this planet that is able to recycle anything back into energy. Yes, purify. Believe, yeah, you know, so everything that gets put into the soil gets recycled. And mm-hmm. to me, that is what alchemy is. And to me part of the reason we are born onto this planet is to receive the alchemy you know alchemy is everything because alchemy our breath is alchemical because we take 
breath in one state and we release it in another state our bodies are our chemical this planet is all about <laughs> the law of alchemy and i believe that we cut part of the reason we come to this planet is for alchemy is <laughs> for the alchemy mm-hmm. that life gives our souls and so yes temporal that is, is working that's like what that. the ascension is right yeah. it, it is um yeah, and you mentioned the shadows, illuminating the mm. shadows, and that being a big part of your work, um, and how that can really transform um, the journey for people. So tell us a little bit about your experience in in uh, this realm of um, <laughs> shadow work. <laughs> you know, shadow, shadow has a bad, like the word really, okay. I think, scares people, doesn't it? Because it's like shadow work. <laughs> Um, and okay. I definitely didn't set out to do shadow work, um, but actually, for my 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 own life and for what I've seen, I would say that that shadow work is something that we are all meant to be doing at this time. Um, mm-hmm. I call shadow work our inner activism, <laughs> like yes, because mm-hmm. my guy's point of view is that shadow. Is called shadow because it's what you cannot see. So your shadow is your subconscious. And shadow work basically means healing or working with your subconscious. And our, our, our realities are created out of a combination of our conscious and our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And, um, when we are experiencing things that we don't want, very often the reason we're, we're manifesting something we don't want is because in our subconscious there is a reason why it's manifesting. And, right. and an example that I... And, you know, at the moment, in terms of ceremony, <laughs> we have a very, very backed-up shadow because we've lost the ceremonies that used to be performed in villages, in ancient cultures, that meant that souls, when they were dying, would clear out the shadow and people before they were born would have proper ceremony. And we've lost that for several generations. So we have quite backed up shadows. Um, mm-hmm. And and so what, what shadow work, it, how I describe it is, you know, if somebody's trying to manifest money, for example, and they want money because money is a really good thing that can bless their lives and their community and their path. And then in their shadow, they have the belief that can come from the collective conscious, past lives, ancestors, that money is the root of all evil. And their consciousness might not believe that, but their subconscious does. And so mm-hmm. their subconscious is essentially acting in conflict with their consciousness. Um, right. <laughs> and, and so it's like having weeds. I call shadow work soil work. <laughs> it's like... I love that. Yes. Garden and you're pulling up all <laughs> pulling of the, the weeds, weeds at the root um, so that they don't mm-hmm. grow anymore. Um, right. So really well, it's manifestation and, work. Like really and what you're talking about, you know, these, these subconscious habits... Um, it, we have to bring them to awareness, you know, to allow for the alchemy that you 
that you help people with. And the same goes with this whole topic of um, being drained, tired, mm. um, no energy. And that's our, our primary topic for today. And mm. what you help people do, and we're going to talk about your course and all these things later, but is really bringing the subconscious to the conscious. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what does it mean if we're tired? So let's dive into that a little more deeply, <laughs> you know, because it's a message. You know, it, it, it's like a neon sign from the soul, right? So I, I have it, done. What does it say? <laughs> I've done shadow work for it for years, and it's changed my life, and it's been amazing. Things I never thought would be able to change have changed in every area of my life, and so I trust shadow work a lot. <laughs> and um, I, every eclipse window, we run courses that are for shadow. So, because eclipse windows are particularly good times for for healing the shadow, okay. and it got to the eclipse window, the first eclipse window of this year, and I was just like, I am so done with being tired. Like, why am I tired all the time? And I I asked my guides if if we could use the eclipse window. For tiredness, and they were like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just said very simply, they were like, "Oh, tiredness is when you is the expression of you being out of alignment." Mm. And they explained tiredness in a way that I have never heard anywhere before. They said that tiredness is the expression that you that what it is is it's your your sexual life force energy, which is so much more than, you know, when you're when you're sexually aroused, <laughs> it is mm-hmm. it is your spirit, it is your aliveness, it is the part of you that leaves you when you die. Your sexual life force energy um, is meant to be in your body, and when we're out of alignment what we've done is we've misused that energy in one way or another. And when we misuse that energy um, through, the guides say there are six major patterns that cause tiredness. And when we misuse that energy, um, what happens is as our life force energy leaves our body and when it's outside of our body, it can't self-generate. And so it essentially dies. And so tiredness is like the feeling of your life force dying, basically. Mm-hmm. Depletion. Um, yeah. Yes. And this, you know, I don't know about the States, but in England, everybody says, I'm, if you ask them how they are, they say, I'm good, but I'm tired. <laughs> it's like a thing you know <laughs> it's like a thing where people just answer that they're tired um mm-hmm. and when i started doing this this you know shadow view of tiredness i suddenly realized that actually you know we're in a we're in an outer energy field crisis but we're also in an inner energy field crisis mm-hmm. because we're all walking around depleting our own life force energy with these patterns that we do non-stop throughout the day. Like, we're so conditioned into those patterns that, Mm -hmm. 
we are constantly leaking and draining our, our spirit energy. And I would go as far as to say that until that is addressed, we're not actually going to have the energy that we need to fully ascend. Exactly. And I, I love the what the example that you gave um, of what you commonly verbally express, you know, and, um, you know, and, and not even realizing that that's a perpetuation of that um, creation of, yeah. you know, being tired. But, but also, uh, you know, your tiredness, if you're saying you're tired, you're tired getting, your tiredness is getting your attention. It's not... Sure. Our tiredness, the fact that everybody in the Western world is walking around saying they're good but they're tired, and yet there's so little on tiredness. There's, you know, it's like it's. Well, actually, the guide spoke about the shadow of why it's socially acceptable, but, um, you know, it's become socially acceptable to be tired. And having done this work now, I am of the opinion that it's actually not okay for us to be tired all the time, that that we need to use our tiredness to realign and stop and use our tiredness as a like signal that we've we're not yeah. using our energy in alignment, that we're not using our energy in the moment for the greatest joy and highest good of ourselves. And we've mm-hmm. got to start talking to our tiredness. Well, yeah, and see it, you know, as this beautiful sign from our soul. It is an opening. It is an opportunity. Mm. Instead of ignoring it or just thinking it's normal, you know, everybody's mm. tired, then it never changes. And so as you look at it and say, okay, soul, what am I, <laughs> what are you trying to tell me here? And, mm. you know, I want to mention the six main um Patterns and you go into them in depth in your course, but mm. um, pushing, dragging, draining, pleasing, avoiding, mm. and blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you share that these patterns are habitual and mm. just like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired every day. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's just a yeah. habitual expectation that um, someone can consciously or subconsciously um, perpetuate. And, uh, but when you did this course, Karila, um, because I've never had anyone offer a course quite like this. And, <laughs> and that's why I was intrigued because I do get a lot of people writing in who feel this way. Yeah. And we want them to feel revived and excited mm. and energized and, mm. you know, so, and I love the word revive. I think it's, <laughs> it, it's, you know, <laughs> It's what we want for people. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you've learned. Oh, for, before that, Karila, mm. you, you keep mentioning your guides. So mm. um, since you're new here, um might be good to share with everyone who your guides are. <laughs> so I am so lucky because I have such a huge, big, um, I think it's because I teach channeling. So because I teach channeling, I have many, many guides and different sets of guides will come in for um, certain courses. The the main guides that we're teaching on the Revive course were the Star, the star Beings, the Star Council of the Light and um, a set of guides called the Priesty who are like um, unity beings. Mm. Um, and 
yeah, there is a kind of overlighting energy from Goddess Lakshmi or the consciousness that is Goddess Lakshmi. So that that's what I as a channel seem to do is bring all of these guides from different worlds <laughs> together mm-hmm. and see what they create. Um based on their specialties or what they can add to Yeah. Um, based on what particular right subjects. For the course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and the other guides that were in the course I think were the rainbow grandmothers who are these amazing ancient goddesses from kind of the beginning of time and and they come at every beginning and they're with us. They're connecting to us because they, because we're at another beginning. So they only ever make contact at beginnings of ages. And so mm. they're very special guides. But it was the star beings that were teaching all of this initial stuff about, about, um, tiredness. Yeah. And, and I have to tell you this because halfway through Revive, I was like, this is revolutionary. Like, <laughs> I know that shadow work is really good. And and I was like, and you know, I was seeing these breakthroughs in everybody during the course. And I was feeling breakthroughs in myself, like on a level that I have never felt before. And so I spoke to my guides because normally we don't, normally the eclipse window courses are just for the eclipse window. And I was like, I think more people need to do this course. And they were like, yes. We are surprised. We did not know that tiredness is such a big problem for humanity until we start. Because spirit doesn't necessarily understand the human experience. Mm -hmm. And so it was only when they saw that, um, it was only when they saw how, what they described as accelerated ascension through us working on tiredness, that they were like, we're going to change direction. <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. get back to you about your past. Because <laughs> tiredness mm-hmm. is a much bigger thing than we thought it was. And I've never, ever known spirit to be surprised. It's like, to me, it's like tiredness is, is the missing piece for a lot of people in the full integration or the the next stage of their ascension. Yes. and And even, I mean, it can be as severe from people who write in to me um as just exhaustion or like no passion um and that that has to change because we're all here to to be these light leaders and we need as much um prana and you know energy to support this uh this beautiful inner and outer ascension and i love that you use the word revolutionary (laughs) and breakthrough so um let's talk about what you experienced um for yourself i know that Mm. you mentioned to me before the show that um since bringing through this course and all of this uh that you haven't felt tired anymore even yourself and (laughs) yay (laughs) i mean so so that's a, a broad thing you still get so you still need to rest like the course doesn't take away your your requirement for sleep or your body's requirement to integrate but those things have become very different from tiredness to me in the sense that you know it's a bit like us saying we're tired is like saying the weather is happening it's like we can't be so broad stroked about what tiredness is we have to understand Mm -hmm. what type of tiredness 
is going on. And if you, you know, there have been times where I've felt tired because I've done one of those patterns and I've caught, I've been like, why am I tired? And then I've realized that I've just done one of those patterns. And so there is a little bit of having to rehabituate yourself out mm-hmm. of not draining your energy. But what has been amazing to me is the whole of my adult life, I was tired. I don't remember not really being kind of living with tired. Just normal, and since the course, it it still makes me so excited. Like on a Thursday night or at the end of the week, I'm like, I have so much energy. (laughs) 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 It's just amazing to me to not feel tired and to be more in alignment. Because here's the thing: you can't you can't combat your tiredness without living more in alignment, and so. Yeah, you know you're being more true to you and that's doing the opposite it's making your energy self-generate rather than Mm -hmm. um, uh, because the energy self-generates when it's in our body it's in two-way flow and it's in our body and so in a way we create more more health yeah yes Um, I have to ask you because as someone who has been doing this for a long time and as a channel um Mm -hmm. as a healer all of that even for you to be going through this describe what you found out was causing your tiredness for you personally i was running all six of those patterns (laughs) i was running (laughs) so so the patterns are just to kind of overview them pushing is when you push your energy out of your body into the future and the future doesn't exist and so your energy dies in the future that isn't there mm-hmm. um, and that's how pushing makes you feel tired and um, pushing is actually a misuse of our evolution energy because we are meant to push upwards we are meant to push towards more of who we truly are but when we start pushing from that ego place, we push our energy out of our body into a future that doesn't exist and we get tired. Mm-hmm. Dragging is when you are hot, your energy holds on specifically to something that is dead. So this is why when we're grieving, we have extreme tiredness because we haven't let go of the person that has died. But it can be from like holding on to a dream or a relationship or you know one of uh, I don't think it's your mummy saying this but a woman um, doing Karila I had to mute you just for a second there was a lot of static on your end I'm going to open it back up and see if it's still there but maybe you can adjust maybe your headset but I'm going to unmute you now Okay. Is that better? Yes, I think so. So far. We've got some resistance going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I don't hear it anymore, though, so that's great. But please continue. Um, You were talking about dragging. So so dragging is when you, when you, your energy holds on to something that is dead. 
and it can be a person and this doesn't mean that you don't love people that have crossed over it just means that your energy hasn't accepted that they've died but it can also be a belief system um it can be stuff that our ancestral line is holding on to it can be all sorts of things and it sends your energy into the past which is also not there and so their their energy cannot self-generate as well. Um, draining is when your energy splits in two. So when you do something um, and you're not, you don't fully do it, like a good example of draining is going to a job that you don't actually want to be going to. So you feel like you should be doing the job but then you don't want to be doing the job and you're thinking of being somewhere else. And this causes a split in your energy. And so your energy just drops out of you into the earth. And because it's not in your body, it can't self-generate. Mm -hmm. Pleasing is when you put your energy into somebody else's shadow. And in somebody else's That's an shadow. interesting way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, when the guy said this, I was like, and so they were like, when you put your energy, so when you people please somebody, you put your energy into into their shadow. Um, this is bad in many, well, nothing is bad, but what this creates is your energy in their shadow can't self-generate, so you get tired. Um, the example they gave was that, um, you know, when you have a friend who's in an, an abusive relationship and they become a shell of who they used to be, it's because so much of their energy is going into that other person's shadow. Wow. Um, but what it also does is energize that person's shadow. <laughs> and yes. Mm -hmm. Here's the really crazy thing. They said that. When some people pleasing is very bad for the person being people pleased because what happens is their shadow, the first layers of their shadow gets backed up and so eventually their energy is pushed into the deep shadow, the deep collective shadow and they said this happens with a lot of gurus and people that like get people pleased so much and then start operating from the deep collective shadow. That is so interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last two are blocking and avoiding, which tend to be the patterns that are more trauma-based. So blocking mm -hmm. is over-sovereignty. It is us basically shutting down our senses so that we don't feel pain. But it, when it's become a tiredness pattern, we've gone into overdrive of that. And so we're constantly pushing against receiving and scattering our energy. And also that one is particularly um, exhausting to maintain. Mm -hmm. And then the avoiding is the opposite. It's over oneness. Um, and it's when the sovereignty energy, which in many ways is the voice, leaves the leaves the body and goes into the void it goes into the state of total oneness in the universe um and 
so so those two tend to be caused by traumatic events in in childhood or or in past lives but we run these all the time i mean these patterns you know we've been very very conditioned to run all of people pleasing again maybe not so much in america but in england we are basically taught to people please (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. and that happens here as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely. The guide said as well, they said that, and this was really interesting. They said, you know, as children, we, our parents are always tiring us out. And so we learn that to be an acceptable member of society, we have to be tired. And that's indeed. interesting too I never thought of it like that and so we actually kind of grow up <laughs> thinking that like to be adults we have to be tired right. and, so, and so we right. start manifesting but why why I say this is in our activism mm-hmm. is because is because we you know yes our tiredness does make us acceptable members of a society that's unacceptable and mm-hmm. how many of us are too tired to be dealing with all, you know, to be stepping up into our full guardianship of what is going on environmentally, politically, you know, mm-hmm. um, how many of us are too tired to be walking our paths fully? It's like, yeah, our tiredness does keep us <laughs> in in the systems of Pisces, mm-hmm. but we need to not be tired in order to. It's like we need to reclaim our wild that got shut down in that way of being tired out all the time. Yes. Well, and, and creating new um, new patterns, because when you said that about, you know, when we're raised, you know, our parents are like, let's just wear them out so they go to bed, mm. you know, or let's, and, and even now, I mean, I look at, you know, uh, friends who have school-age children, my, my daughter's mm. already grown, but, um, you know, they're going to this and this and this and this, mm. and they are exhausted. And it's, and it's about competing, you know, in terms of, you know, all the, the other kids, you know, what are they doing? What are they doing? And they're literally wearing these kids out. Like it's, mm. they are constantly going, 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 but it's, it's almost a, um, you know, it's just the norm. And I, it's really sad because, um, you know, I guess that that's still the old, um, paradigm of, you know, proving success through Mm. all of these external accomplishments. And, and then the kids are raised to feel that that's normal to be just completely drained and exhausted. Mm -hmm. And yet what we can bring forth with our children and, you know, however old they are or in our families is, you know, what really makes you feel alive? I remember when my daughter was in high school and I didn't make her do all those things that all the parents did. I said, what, what makes you happy? I said, I'm not going to force you to go do this and this and this. And then, and, and I didn't. And, you know, it's when her, um, her soul opened back up because for kids Mm. for so many years, it can get kind of shut down because they're in the societal, you know, uh, (laughs) just Mm. pattern of living. And so, I don't know, it just triggered me when you said that about how, wow, that really is what happens. We're taught that it's normal to be tired, and yet uh, 
time to turn that around. And We've got to start this revolution, Carrie. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm on it. Like, I've been on it for a long time because... Yeah, we, I, um, we've got to feel more alive as you, you know, because yeah. what's the feeling of alive? It's your soul. Yes. Your soul in your body feeling alive, your alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your soul is calling. Will you accept the call? That was um, mm. the second book I wrote. That was the name of it. Really? Your soul is calling. Will you accept the call? <laughs> and it's because I was sick and I was put to bed for six weeks and I was laid there and, and that was the book that came through and as long as well as a lot of other things. But, um, and it just brings us back to what we're talking about here. Like tiredness is a call. Is mm. your soul calling you? Like pay attention, pay attention. Mm. <laughs> what is not aligned? And when I asked you, Karila, what wasn't, um, you know, what was causing it. And you said a little bit of all of these things mm. and, you know, just which was the primary one for you though? So the guide, so the collective, so I've done this, you know, I did the course in the eclipse and I would say that in the eclipse itself, and actually you hear me <laughs> in that course because when I was guided to use the eclipse version of the course, and so you hear me go through some of what I'm going through in that course. <laughs> um, but I, um, draining was huge in that one for me. But I've been teaching these tiredness patterns. And I've honestly, when I say I was running all of them, I was running all of them subconsciously throughout my day. Not even subconsciously, habitually. It was so normal for me to... to people please to push to i i was going through a massive you know um spiritual name change and so part of what i was dragging was my old name oh, <laughs> like, you know mm-hmm. i was dragging that old paradigm and that old life and um yeah. Well, I so, love the new. I love the name, Karila. Oh, as I told you before, we went live. <laughs> it's so beautiful, Karila An- Anhara. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting how even an, a name change will change people's energy. Um, yeah. And I've talked with people so much about that over the years, because a lot of the speakers that come on, like yourself, have changed their name. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's a that is a big one. And you know, another thing. You know, a lot of times people who are of service on the mm. planet, they don't know how to say no. And so, mm. um, you know, they agree to do this and this and this and all of these commitments, you know, when, you know, they feel they're being of service. Mm. But, you know, it's coming to the realization, is this really fueling me or is it draining me? Mm. And it's okay to say no or let's do this in a few months or let's, let you know, so you're not over committing. And I think it's just a natural tendency at times for people who want to change the world or be of service to to always want to say yes. But it's important I, to be able to say no. I was just people pleasing the universe, not yeah. just other yeah. people. You know, my service was in overdrive. Um, yeah. Here's the, you know, that you can go into the root reasons why, but also ultimately Pisces was very much about exploring exchange and sacrifice, 
Whereas Aquaria is about what do we create from two-way yes. flow, from being aligned, from um, my guides were channeling about pleasure, this eclipse window. So not the revive course, the one that's just happened. Um, yeah. And they were talking about how pleasure is when you receive more than what you need. So in terms of food, um, we can eat just to sustain our life. Or we can have an amazing Italian meal filled with herbs and flavors. And the second one is the pleasure one because it's more than what we need. But they said that when you receive more than what you need, you create, you create, that's how light is created. So you actually generate your light by having those moments of pleasure. But if we're too busy, people pleasing the universe, rushing around completely drained, then we start operating from just the need level, you know? Right. The service without any pleasure. And so we're not that generating so our true. lives. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it's, it's the difference between surviving and thriving, you know? Yeah. And I love that you said in that, well, in the old paradigm, it really was sacrifice equaled service, right? And it really was. <laughs> and now it's like pleasurable creation is mm-hmm. service to, to the ascension mm-hmm. for, for all. And I'm so grateful you brought that up because that's the the shift that has to take place on a very conscious level mm-hmm. that sacrifice does not equate to service anymore mm-hmm. and i love what you said so pleasurable creation that's how mm-hmm. we know we are in service to our ascension and to the ascension of of the planet mm-hmm. and what does ascension mean to you so my Oh, what does ascension mean? Like I said, becoming ceremonial, I think. Becoming mm-hmm. becoming creators. My guides say that creation is manifesting out of love. And yeah. I feel like ascension is about becoming fully responsible creators for for the world that we're manifesting so that we create it out of love and not out of sacrifice or fear or all of those past things I would also say that my guides talk about us going from being blueprint to being golden print and they say that blueprint is where your center is your emotional body So everything is created. In Pisces, we were very blueprint. Everything was created out of our emotional bodies. Emotional reactions, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas gold print is creating out of your sexual energy. But again, not in the way we perceive sexual energy. It's like creating from your soul, from your spirit, from Mm -hmm. uh, two-way flow and, and the dance of sovereignty and oneness and... Um, so to me that is our ascension is how we go out of how you so well put it reactiveness Mm -hmm. and into responsivity and into ceremony yeah creation (laughs) 
pleasurable ceremonial mm. creators. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here to be, and that's who we can be when we're not drained and tired and depleted. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> kind of turn those three D's around, drained, depleted, and what was the other one? Oh, I was thinking doubtful. That kind of mm. goes along with those. You know, and then we... That is, and we also have to give ourselves permission to feel worthy of, of pleasure, you know, mm. that to have pleasurable creation, you know, and not feel guilty that we're taking pleasure in our service, you mm. know. Um, I was going to say service work, but then it's not really work, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So it is intended to be pleasurable and mm. guilt-free and so the guilt and sacrifice um, take us completely out of alignment. And that's something that you go into more um, in the course about really mm. getting back into alignment. So let's go ahead and talk about your offer for those who really want to dive deep into this, mm. who are those who are feeling tired, depleted. Um, mm. Take a look at this. <laughs> this is why I invited Karila on the show, just, well, not, not just for this course, but just to mm -hmm. extend this opportunity to you um, to revive. So go to straighttalkforthesoul.com, click on our marketplace link. Uh, you'll see Karila's beautiful face. Uh, click on her picture. There are three different offerings here. So the first one is what we've been mentioning. It's called the mm -hmm. Revive Course, mm -hmm. a course to heal the tiredness patterns, a shadow healing course on the tiredness wounds. What a beautiful picture, that image. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Just sitting here staring at that. Mm -hmm. um, so would you like to share with those who are considering this, you know, what they can anticipate with this course, um, other than what we've shared? I know we've shared quite a bit, but um, more specifically what's included. So each of the tiredness patterns, there, there's some introductions to shadow and, and things like that and how to work with shadow and, and so on. And the main body of the course is a temple alchemy healing process on each of the tiredness patterns. And as I said, the um, te temple alchemy is just the best thing that I know of personally for shadow because it will take you to that pattern. It will show you that pattern. It will show you what is causing that pattern in the deep self-conscious. And then it will recycle that pattern out of you. And really all you have to do is feel your way through it. Um, and it, it quite often it can be quite emotional, but it's definitely worth having that moment of really feeling it. Um, mm -hmm. and like on a top like of cathartic that, release. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, what's in our shadow hasn't been felt. It's there waiting for us to feel it. Um, we have to feel it in order to release it. And the alchemy is such a supportive energy because whatever you feel when alchemy is happening, it does actually get recycled out of the system. Mm. Um, and then there's some other beautiful... Uh, there's a lot of kind of plant frequencies and um, nature energies in that course because... So if you 
think of being in nature and that feeling of being really calm but really energized mm-hmm. that is the feeling of your life force energy being in your body and the reason it happens when we're in nature is because there's all these other beings like trees that are standing there embodying their life force energy and it reminds us <laughs> that we are going to have our life force energy in our body um yeah and and so there's a lot of yeah beautiful like the priestly healing is something called an atmosphere bubble because a lot of these patterns um form when we're not in atmospheres that support our life force energy being in our body in childhood and and beyond earlier mm-hmm. and um the atmosphere bubbles are like these beautiful bubbles of nature frequency that just repair those patterns in in your atmosphere which is your aura that tend to be so we tend to repeat a pattern when when we're in the atmosphere that it was originally created so if your boss reminds you energetically of your dad and your dad caused you to block then you start blocking interesting and so it's it's repairing mm. it from that outer level as well as the inner level mm. and so and repairing and restoring your landscape bubble mm. i love that it's so beautiful yeah yes um, very unique and, way of of presenting the information it's really unique um <laughs> it, it, I mean, a landscape it's a bubble. Very, it's it's a beautiful healing technique, and mm-hmm. I would say that, like with all shadow work, really, it's you. Everybody will have a different experience because what shadow work is is about you having a conversation with the thing that you haven't been looking at. You know. Um, right. And what about if someone is? is uncertain if they're ready or if they're afraid of of going there. I mean, does the course provide, you know, a sense of safety and security mm. that would that would inspire them to want to go there? Yeah, definitely. And actually um what what I re- so one of the reasons I don't usually turn my shadow work courses into courses people can do at any time is because to me shadow is is always about the part of us that is unsupported mm-hmm. and so it's so important that there's support and me and the guides were basically brainstorming how to offer shadow support for the tiredness wound to as many people as possible mm-hmm. and we have a subscription service that means there's live Q&A, spirit guidance, all sorts of things. Every week there's live stuff going on. And so with that course, you also get access to the subscription service while you're doing the course, completely included in the course. Oh, that's um, nice. So that, so, that, so that there is that, like, space holder. You can, if something's coming up that's really hard, you can reach out and a human being will reply to you. Like, we would never, ever ask anybody to go on a journey with their shadow and not and not have 
human hand holding <laughs> happening with it. Right. Um, right. But, but then they also have this the the safety of their own timing and mm. you know when you know in taking a course like this they can do it at their pace mm. always knowing that there is additional support mm. um and just feeling your support i mean as you are communicating and, and and doing all of this healing with them and your guides and these teams mm. of light um are constantly supporting them and surrounding them mm. and immersing them in a bubble of protection and peace um, as they go through this. And, 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 uh, and shadow is not a scary place to go, you know. Shadow, we've, we've been taught that it's a scary place to go. But it, our shadow has everything that is beyond our consciousness. Our shadow holds our potential. <laughs> like, our shadow mm-hmm. holds so many, so much goodness. As It's soil. It's the soil that we grew out of. And mm-hmm. all you're doing in shadow work is tending to the soils that you grew out of and shifting the seeds that are there and the alkaline balance. You know, you're, you're, you're gardening your life. Yes. <laughs> you're tending to your own garden so that you can emerge um, healthy, empowered, revitalized, and able to... Um, you know, to confidently, boldly move forward on the ascension journey. And, um, yeah, it, I mean, the, the rewards of this are so great, mm-hmm. you know. And like you said, it's been told, you know, we've heard that it's scary to step into the shadows. But, wow, is it rewarding because you emerge a completely new person, completely mm-hmm. transformed. And yeah. uh, how long... <clears throat> would it take someone to go through this um, typically? So when we did it live, we did it in two weeks. Okay. Um, So you can do it in two weeks. I recommend doing it within a month because one kind of leads to the other. And it's it's when you're in... the, The universe has a funny way that when you're committed to changing something, it will start to show it to you really strongly. So... I'm always of the thing like, you know, don't get through it too quickly, but but aim to get through it because it's the other side that you're doing the work for as opposed right. to, it's not that the, the energy is lovely to be in, but um, it's kind of a process that, that one leads to the other. So leaving it too long um, is probably not as good as doing it within a, a time frame that feels like this is my month or my two weeks that I'm going to work on this. Well, and it's the perfect timing because we're in November and um, to enter into 2023 shadow-free. <laughs> mm, I love that. Shadow-free, tired-free, 23. <laughs> That's a great intention, right? Um <laughs> A little jingle, just say that out loud and, you know, make that your devotion and commitment to yourself. And, um, yeah, what a gift to give yourself, right, moving into the new year. Um, To feel revitalized, you know, move into the new year feeling, you know, alive and excited about your life as you move into a brand new year. And um, 
Well, okay, my dear. So let's talk about offer B. Offer B is something else. This is the Venus Gate Manifestation Workshops. Um, so these were transmissions. Um, they're recorded so people can get started on these whenever they like. Describe what this is. So the whole purpose of these transmissions is for um, manifestation. Mm -hmm. um, but they, they, so these were channeled uh, last year during the night of the Venus Gate, which is when the moon and the Venus are closest to each other in the sky. And um, my guide said that on that night, it's a really amazing opportunity to move from being blueprint to being golden print because the moon is kind of our most blueprint emotional energy <laughs> and Venus um, is kind of like our love in a more life force energy way. And so um, the transmissions were recorded on those nights, but they many people have done them since, and it doesn't matter what time you do them, you just connect into that activation and that portal and that energy. And they're a type of channeling called transmission channeling, which, honestly, the, whole, the guides didn't tell me anything. They were like, we're going to do these every Venus gate, and we're not going to tell you what the subject is, but it's all about learning to manifest. <laughs> I was like, okay. show up <laughs> as a pure vessel and bring it in. Yeah, and then the and then we'd sit and we'd receive these transmissions, and the whole time you'd just be really stoned, like stoned on light, you know. And you'd cut, and each one is one one word. It's like we're going to teach you about patience, or we're going to teach you about faith. And all of the teachings are are a sexual life force creation or manifesting use of this energy of patience or of faith or of joy. And what's amazing, though, is the consciousness that kind of gets seeded and activated in those transmissions. It opens up in you like like. You know, like the flowering teas where you pour hot water and they very slowly open. So in the transmissions themselves, you are just sitting there being really kind of high on light. And then I recommend doing those a month apart, actually. And for that month, you will just feel this consciousness opening and live the the evolution of what patience means to you or what joy means the embodiment to you. Mm -hmm. um and it, some of the guidance in that i mean you know the guide said that the patience which is the first one the guides this changed my life because they were like patience is so all of them are creative feminine energies and they they said patience is the energy that allows something to arrive in its most beautiful form. So it is possible to create and manifest without patience, but if you do that, it won't arrive in its most beautiful form. Mm -hmm. Then you're pushing and you're tired. And then you're pushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yes. And from what I'm seeing here, um, as it says, like gate one, root chakra, the gate of manifestation, mm-hmm. gate two, belly chakra, the gate of creativity, gate mm-hmm. three, solar plexus, personal power, uh, four is heart and compassion, five is the throat chakra, the gate of communication, six, third eye, the gate of perception, seventh crown chakra, authority, and gate eight, the ascension gate. Um, so each of these are transmissions that you would encourage people to spend a good month on just to really allow for the deepest embodiment of this energy and information is what you're saying. Allow it unfolded in you. So it is a kind of nine-month journey. Um, there isn't loads to do, though. You just receive the transmission. And <laughs> Radical <laughs> receiving. <laughs> yeah. And it opens up within you, and it's just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> every month I was just living what that theme was about, and, and you know, the Venus Gates have made me much more radically receptive, much more feminine in the way I manifest. Um mm-hmm. They've been truly what I call t- true tantra, like not awakening the shadow of tantra, but awakening the dance of sovereignty and oneness with mm. how you're creating your life. They're very beautiful. I love what you just said, the dance of sovereignty and oneness. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um The thing about you that I'm really enjoying and that's unique is as I deeply listen to your expression of these things, it's so special. Just um, these little treasures of expression from you uh, like that. (laughs) Um, I'm really noticing and appreciating, and I wanted to tell you that. And. You're welcome, my dear. Um, And let me just mention that Offer C um, is a combination of both of those. So the Revive course to heal the tiredness uh, wounds and patterns, plus the Venus Gate Manifestation Attunements and Workshops. So um, you get both in Offer C. So um, there's a lot there to look over and consider for all of you who wish to take this um, further. Um, Scotty, hi, Scotty. I'm looking in our webcast. Um, he said, I am loving going into 2023 shadow work free. Yeah. <laughs> he said, goodbye, onion peeling thing. That is so funny, Scotty. <laughs> yes, sayonara to all of that. Scotty, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, good to see you. And, uh, Karila, did you feel up to doing any kind of um, channeling, or how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very up for doing whatever is meant to happen. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm sensing if you feel up to it, I think mm-hmm. it would be special, especially because it's the 1111 portal, and there's it's such a beautiful opportunity for all of us gathered here now or whoever will listen to feel that energy and um so if you're up for it let's uh let's do it 
<laughs> so and thank you for holding such beautiful energy and yeah being part of such a special 1111 um so thank you and i'm going to ask for whichever guide is in the highest good and the greatest joy of all to channel through me now. We ask you all to close your eyes. Feeling the muscles around your eyes relaxing. As you breathe in love and breathe out gratitude, allowing this breath of love and gratitude to bring you into the now, which is where your alignment always happens and we will say to you that many of you are feeling tired Because you are afraid of receiving, receiving, the fear of receiving is one of the main wounds that triggers the tiredness patterns, the avoidance blocking, pleasing, draining, dragging and pushing of your energy. And there is no need to be sad or in Pisces you were not meant to be receiving on the level that you are now destined to be receiving. This is your time to learn to awaken and we remind you that if you are tired, you are not fully awake. And then how to receive yourself, how to self-fulfill, how to Enjoy, joy being the receiving to the point of overflowing. That is the feeling of joy. And we transmit around you now. A chamber of light that 
is transmitting into you. Frequencies of the medicine of cacao, which is a medicine that assists you in receiving. And as these frequencies are transmitted to you, I invite you to notice the softening that is happening for to receive is to soften into, is to fall in love with. And as you listen and respond to the call of your tiredness, you will begin to soften into that state of receptivity. Which is the feeling of falling in love with yourself, with your life, with what you are here to do. And as we gift you with this frequency healing to open you up to being more receptive so that you can receive the medicines and the solutions and the miracles for that. Which is a struggle or a challenge to you and so that you can receive the energy that you need in order to ascend. And so that you can receive with pleasure and with joy and create more of your beautiful light. And we gift you this 11-11 with this softening. We invite you to smile into it. To say in your inner voice, I can. I can feel. I can rest. I can receive. I can enjoy. I can love myself over and over and over again. And we invite you now 
There's this. Receptivity opens to experience a halo of light around your heart. And as you imagine, experience this halo of light around your heart. Notice that your life force energy is easily being received back into your body. Some of you may be experiencing a tingling, the warmth of life force returning to you. Some of you may be feeling emotional and we remind you to say, I can feel. Because you are human feelings as well as human doing and as well as human beings. And your feeling is always the beginning of you receiving yourself. And as your life force energy drops down into your belly, experience that sweet sigh. Calm but energized feeling of alignment, which is your soul as energy, the energy of your spirit or your life force energy being in your body. And when you are aligned, This is the easiest and simplest way to raise your vibration. To receive what you need. To create a life that is self-generating and overflowing. The feeling that you are feeling now is how you were always meant to feel all day long. Give yourself this 11-11, this moment to feel more, to welcome more. So that the 
pleasure of being true to you creates more of your life. chamber of light starts transmitting those cacao frequencies and transmits crystalline frequencies to help that receiving Activation integrate as the guides were a combination of Moria Aquaria lineage guides and star beings. and blessings and soul star family love. Just allow yourself a little bit more of this moment. And when you're ready, opening your eyes Coming into the room. That finished at twenty twenty uh, twenty twenty two in the UK. I see that. It's <laughs> 2.22 where I am on 11.11, 2.22. And it's 2.22. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm looking at my computer and it's 2.22 p.m. on 11.11, At this moment, I'm in central time in, in the U.S. That was beautiful. That was really beautiful. You know, the it felt like the primary intention was this softening, you know, as was shared into this state of pure receptivity. Um, and you kept using the word pleasure, which I loved to receive mm-hmm. with pleasure, you know, mm-hmm. the energies for our ascension. Um, and just to give ourselves permission to feel these um, pleasurable energies and frequencies and another thing that stood out was reminding us that alignment um, is being calm yet energized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, that describes you. You're very calm. Yeah, you're very mm-hmm. energized. So, um, uh, which lineage did you say was coming through um, the, at the end? You mentioned the priest. Priestess and priestie of the Lumoria Aquaria lineage. So they are a collection of, they're like a collective of guides that are keepers of temple knowledge for temple ages. Um, And they're delivering quite a lot. For me, they tend to give a lot of ceremonies and Mm-hmm. and sovereignty and oneness practices and things like that that are about helping us become more ceremonial. 
Yes. Um, wow, this was really beautiful, my dear. I'm so honored to have you here and to be able to share um, all of your love and wisdom with this community. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed your time with us. I loved it. Thank you so much. And I've like, like literally just been like spinning out in all of the beautiful heart energy that you've been holding. <laughs> Thank you very much. For... Uh, you also said something, as you just mentioned, the heart energy, um, the halo of light around our heart that they brought through in that um, transmission was so beautiful. Um yeah. That one, if there's time to share about it quickly, is something sure. that I've been quite a lot. And um, so, our, so from a life force energy perspective, stress is when we make ourselves superhuman in the sense that we send our life force energy. The guides say stress is loving something without trusting it. Mm-hmm. And... So your life force heart energy when you're stressed goes out of your body and that's really good if you have to fight a bear because you need to not be aware of the limitations (laughs) of your body. (laughs) But when we're getting stressed over emails and don't have any bears to fight, um, we are causing, I believe, a lot of illness and low vibration in our bodies by being by loving without trusting and the halo around the heart if you're stressed is amazing like as soon as you do it your energy will just fall back into your body and you'll feel more Mm. trust so it's like one of those things you can do as you know as you go about your day trying to live your 3d life whilst embody ascension which is the great task of these times right yeah, invoke that halo around the heart, that halo of light, and um, just to soothe yourself if when in a state of stress. Um, <laughs> and it is kind of comical to remind ourselves that we're not always, you know, having to fight off bears. and <laughs> It's not, not all that serious. <laughs> but... Um, no, thank you for taking the time to elaborate on that. And as we begin to wrap up, uh, Karila, any final message or anything you'd like to share with this beautiful sacred circle um, on this 1111 gateway? I would just say that the energy of this circle is so beautiful and so profound and so you are all doing an amazing job because there's so much light, you know? And I was thinking about eleven eleven today and I was like, wow, we've, we've come so far because, you know, we used to commemorate the big wars on this day and now everybody's talking about their higher self and the sentence. <laughs> so I'm like, we are, we are, we can sometimes be so focused on the sense that we miss how far we've come mm-hmm. you know and we're all doing so amazing i think with this yeah to challenge. acknowledge this as a mm. 
as a, an ascension portal, eleven <laughs> eleven um, is is a, is a real stride for all of the beautiful light beings around the world and the pleasurable ceremonial creators that, <laughs> that we are. Um, yeah, I want to reiterate one thing that really stood out earlier that we talked about that I want people to remember, and that is that, you know, the old paradigm was sacrifice equals service. But now, as we shared and talked about, now service is pleasurable, purposeful creation, pleasurable creation. And um, I feel like that's when we know when we're in, we're in alignment. And if we don't feel that, Pay attention. Take this course. You know, bring the shadows to light, <laughs> um, so you can thrive forward with energy and vitality. And uh, yeah, you know, you had said earlier that all what this really is addressing is that inner energy fuel crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love that phrasing. And. Uh, <laughs> And another thing you shared that I want to highlight was shifting from that blueprint to a gold print mm-hmm. process of becoming Aquarian in this Aquarian age. Um, I thought that was really unique and beautiful. So thank you for that. Thank you. And I, from my shadow work point of view, I, I always think whatever's going on in the collective, there is something going on on the inner. So the outer energy blue crisis is saying the time is now to address the inner one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and outside is the same thing. <laughs> you know? Right. And let's all together intend to go into, as we shared earlier, into 2023 Shadow Work Free. Yay. You know? <laughs> Yay. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> well, my dear... Thank you so much, Karila, for being here with us. Um, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to receive you, <laughs> to receive, you know, the information and transmissions. And uh, and I want to thank everybody who's joined us on this 1111 portal. Um, if you're listening live or if you listen later, thank you for your time, your openness, your readiness to receive your love. Um we're so grateful that you're here and we appreciate you and hope that you received um, the insights, the awarenesses, the empowering opportunities, the soulful activations that are um, most beneficial for you to explore right now. So thank you for joining us on this soulful 11-11 adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love, light, and appreciation uh, from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today uh, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to completely shine, 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 instead of shrink, express, instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, powerful, unique glow of yours. Uh, Take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light uh, next time. Bye, everybody.